This is exactly right. Guys, we are so excited to introduce you to our brand new podcast, Parent Footprint, with none other than my actual cousin, Dr. Dan. It premieres Father's Day week, Thursday, June 17th. The show synopsis goes like this. Parent Footprint, Dr. Dan teaches us all how to make the world a more loving, accepting and compassionate place, one parent and one child at a time. With over 20 years experience as a psychologist, author and father, Dr. Dan Peters understands the key to raising happy and aware kids is for parents to seek the same joy and mindfulness in their own lives. Listen, I can tell you, having known him my entire 40 years, that Dr. Dan is one of the kindest people I've met, one of the best fathers, husband. I, this is so incredible. Dr. Dan also helps caregivers parent with purpose while striving to be the best version of themselves. Listen to the trailer for Parent Footprint with Dr. Dan now. And check out the premiere June 17th, that's Father's Day, on Exactly Right with new episodes every Thursday. Also subscribe to Parent Footprint with Dr. Dan on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Please follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at Parent Footprint Podcast. Yay. Welcome to the fam, Dr. Dan. Dr. Danny. Hello. What? What? And welcome to my favorite murder. The mini-sode. It's tiny. We're going to read you your emails. That's right. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not giving you anything. <laughs> pretty, It's pretty basic. No, there's not a lot to discuss. We've done it literally 500 times. That's right. People know what's going to happen. It's the mailbag. Georgie, you want to go first this week? I would week? love to. Okay. This is called Surprise. I have a secret sibling. And this Ooh. is actually from the fan cult. I got, we got so many good submissions for the mini mini for the fan cult that I just had to pull one for, you know, I love to pull one for the main episode. This is a long story, so I'll make it snappy. When I was 15 or 16 years old, circa 2007, I was out and about with my mom running errands when she randomly turned to me and said, as if this was normal, oh, by the way, don't be surprised if in the future someone reaches out to you claiming to be your sister. They probably are. (laughs) Dumbfounded, I asked my mom to repeat what she just said. She proceeds to tell me that when my mom and dad were dating, my mom found out what was supposed to be my dad's ex-girlfriend was newly pregnant and having a girl. Oh, surprise. Mm -hmm. All my mom knew was that the ex-girlfriend's plan was to flee to Canada and give my sister up for adoption because at the time my dad was suing her for full custody. But my mom never found out what happened. For 10 years, this would be all I knew about my potential sister that may or may not still exist. Cut to 2017, and I'm looking through old Facebook messages, and I find a message from a girl that I'd never seen before asking if I knew a man named Bob. Bob was not my dad's name, but for the sake of the story, just go with it. I thought this was odd as the message was from 2009. That's like 10 years before. And yet I had no recollection of receiving it. On a whim, I responded, yes, I know, Bob. He's my dad. I shit you not. 20 minutes later, she responded and all caps. It was her. It was my sister. Well, we immediately started talking and I asked her for her birth date and info, then cross referenced the information she gave with my mom's recollection and timeline. And it was her. 
That's good to do some sleuthing. You don't want to get scammed, you know? Don't just accept any sister that comes along on Facebook. <laughs> it's it's could be the my pillow guy. You don't know. <laughs> Ground rules, people. <laughs> Please. We've been talking on and off since I responded to her message and send each other holiday gifts on occasion. And in 2018, I got to go up to Vancouver, Canada. I'm in Seattle, Washington, and met her for the first time. We are so alike. It's eerie. Turns out the old question of is it nurture or nature is for us 100% nature. Mm. Meeting her was not only weird since no one in my family has ever mentioned her existence to me, even though they all knew where she was. Also because she was able to fill in a lot of key information that I had been missing my entire life about our father. As it turns out, my dad was cheating on both our moms at the same time. And unfortunately, her birth mother... I have to put alleged because I guess laws and stuff was allegedly raped by our father. Oh, no. Uh I believe it was this reason that no one in my family told me about my secret sister until my mom blurted it out in 2007. My mom and dad divorced when I was three months old because he was emotionally and physically abusive and an all around piece of shit. So I have a strong belief that our father did indeed rape her mother. It has been a whirlwind to get to meet someone I never knew truly existed. She is an amazing person, a mother to three kids, and I have so enjoyed getting to know her. And we currently, we're currently planning a trip to Salem, Massachusetts to get our witchy vibes on. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully next October, COVID willing. What a crazy thing to be like, we're both into witches. Let's go to Salem. Like, I never knew you. Come on, new sister. Let's do some practical magic together. I love it. Although I wish I had her growing up, I have a half-brother who who is eight years younger. I am so happy that her mom was able to escape our father, flee to Canada, and that she was adopted to an amazing family and had a great childhood. Given my childhood experiences, I can't say that would have been true if her mother had stayed. Mm -hmm. Love you all. Stay sexy and check your Facebook messages for secret siblings. Amanda E. And then she says, totally doesn't need to say this, but says, I apologize for the incorrect grammar and run on sentences. I'm an engineer. I'm good at math. And that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda, you did great. Uh, What an incredible story that has that twist that you don't expect. And like, so could be a tragic story, but is one of like, of course, women triumphing and coming together. I love that. Well, it's really beautiful um, that it doesn't really the source doesn't really matter because it's that relationship that they have now. Mm -hmm. And that weird thing of the sister bond where it is like the idea that you would have a sister you didn't know about in the second you meet her. It's like, yeah, that's completely my sister. I love that. And I love that. Despite these horrible things, these women were able to thrive. Despite this horrible man, these women were able to thrive like in spite of him and like it's a real fuck you to this dad I just it's a, or it's just a completely separate they're right. living an existence that it has nothing to do with that guy right. it's just like he was a part of it and now he's not anywhere in it yeah. and that's and it doesn't really matter and now they're doing their thing that's i mean not to change not to correct your thing but there's also that thing of maybe they're not living in bitterness and fuck you maybe they're just being like oh my god it's this lovely relationship has like healed all that 
it's it's a healing experience. Yeah, I love that. That's what it sounds like to me. No, it's a good that's a good way to spin it instead of my anger and bitterness. Um, well, <laughs> justified, justified, though, mm-hmm. justified. But I think this is like a thing of moving past, which yeah. is what I find kind of like heartening and lightening about yeah, it. Totally. And witchiness. <laughs> always a good, always oh, yeah. a plus. Oh, yeah. Um, I just I also <laughs> not to go all the way back, but. The idea that the mother randomly while they're out shopping, like what was going on? How do you make decisions like that when you're like, I really need to tell this person this thing. Am I going to wait till do you wait till after dinner? Do you wait yeah. till this? And then it's a thing that presses on you until you just say it at the weirdest. Time. Yeah. So you're like eggs, bread, milk. You have a secret <laughs> sibling. Uh, bacon. <laughs> Things are much worse with with your father than you even could imagine. Right. And now let's go get shoes. You're 15 or 16. This is it's the time. Yeah. God bless her. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's my first uh, email on this. Uh, <laughs> the subject line is son of Sam Berkowitz connection at work. <gasps> Hello, cool ants. <laughs> I'm a substance use counselor at an amazing clinic that's expanding to be able to serve a wider array of people in the community. We just hired a really impressive art therapist. And as we sat in my office shooting the shit until our next appointment showed up, I learned that she grew up in Yonkers, New York. Upon hearing this, my little murderino heart leapt out of my chest, having recently finished watching Sons of Sam. Instead of immediately acting on my instinct, I brought up that I completed my undergrad at Sarah Lawrence, which is just outside of Yonkers. After a few minutes, I started to ease into the Murderino territory, because how could I not? Mm. And began talking about how I recently learned more about the Son of Sam murders and David Berkowitz. And then she says, oh yeah, he was my mailman. Mm. My brother and I used to tease him. Oh, he's got to be someone's mailman since he was a mailman. Oh my God. After hearing this, I was completely unable to play it cool, so I pressed her for all the details. When she was 12 years old, she and her brother would hang out on the balcony on the second floor of their home in the afternoons, right about the same time the mail was delivered each day. My coworker and her younger brother would stare at him as he walked into the yard, at which point he would look up and angrily ask, what are you kids looking at? And my coworker would respond to this with, your rat face. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What what a perfect slam. Your rat face. (laughs) To which he replied, I'm going to get you, kid. My coworker stated that she now sees he was saying this in a more teasing, joking way, but that didn't that they did not know that at the time. In spite of being slightly afraid of him, they continued to hound the mailman and would at times hide behind the fence and yell rat face at him as he walked by. So. In a way, they, as children, bullied David Berkowitz. I, I was just thinking that, too, where it's like, stop doing that. Yeah. Not that, wait, wait. not that that's an excuse, but. She also said when she ran away from home when she was a teenager, she lived at Untermeyer Park. Holy shit. And then it says in parentheses where the cult did their cult shit. Mm-hmm. And she was well aware of the dark things that were supposedly going on in the park's ruins. Needless to say, this is my new favorite work, friend. I know you hear it each and every day, but on behalf of the mental health community, thank you for being who you are and championing the causes that you do. Shame kills. Go see your therapist. Say sexy. And don't be afraid to call your local serial killer out on their shit. (laughs) Andrea. And then it says pronounced Andrea. Or really, however you want to pronounce it, I've been called worse. (laughs) (laughs) Andrea, good one. I mean, this is a whole different time when 
bullying was encouraged. Bullying adults was fine. Yeah. You know, and threatening children was encouraged. It'll give them something to be scared about. It was just a, it was loosey goosey uh, in the on the East Coast mm. or all over the nation. But, you know, people could just kind of throw words wherever they wanted back then. There was no one to tell anybody to do better. Clap, clap. <laughs> Thank you. Hashtag. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. I accidentally mutilated my grandmother's corpse. Lighthearted. Also a badass grandma story. Oh, oh no. It's not that bad. Okay. I promise. Hello, friendos. (laughs) So my granny Annie died a few years ago, right? She had gotten cancer a few times in her life before her death. During her last hospitalization, she wasn't allowed to eat salt because of whatever medication she was on. She was super cheesed off about the lack of salt on her already gross hospital food. So she had one of her kids smuggle a dime bag full of salt into the hospital. Granny Annie, don't give a fuck. (laughs) Which she kept in her bra. (laughs) Nice. When she was eventually caught by nurses, she told them it was cocaine. (laughs) She was 88 at the time. Fast forward to when she eventually died and about 60 family members are at her open casket viewing. She had five children who organized the visitation who were absolutely horrified upon seeing her body. For whatever reason, the mortician had put neon pink lipstick on granny's lips, despite having a reference photo which showed her in natural makeup. Her kids were mortified at the pink lips on their mother's corpse. Half joking, my older sister and I asked if they wanted us to change the lipstick, and they said yes. In the middle of the viewing, her children formed a human blockade around the casket, pretending to be grieving silently so they could block the view of the casket from guests. My sister and I then hesitantly got to work. We wiped off the pink lipstick with a paper towel, all caps, taking off all the skin on her lips with the lipstick. <gasps> We just slapped the new lipstick right on top of it in the general shape of lips. We left the tube of liquid lipstick in Granny's casket just in case she needed it in the afterlife. To this day, I wonder if the mortician saw our handiwork after the service, wondering what the actual fuck happened to this poor lady's corpse. I really hope she wasn't offended that we changed her hard work. Just a side note to Granny's badassery. She had a gay son and many gay grandchildren who she never judged and all came out to her without issue. She was pro-sex work and put my father in his place when he gave my sister a hard time for stripping and making adult films. She had confronted strangers in public for using racial slurs on several occasions and definitely would have attended Black Lives Matter protests if she was alive at the time. For a couple months, she didn't tell anyone that she had gone 75% blind in her old age and continued to drive her car, explaining (laughs) that she wanted, quote, just a few more joy rides before (laughs) handing over her license. Yep. Thankfully, she didn't hurt anyone or herself literally driving blind. One last story. Christmas before her death, she morbidly gave out some of her jewelry to some of the grandchildren. When we asked her why she was giving away her jewelry, her response was, I'm old as hell and definitely going to die soon. She was laughing at our horrified looks following that statement. (laughs) A few months after her death, I visited a psychic medium. Granny came through and started talking about the lipstick in her casket. The medium was very confused while my husband and I wheezed laughed ourselves off our chairs. (gasps) 
Her ghost still shows up around the house from time to time. Before she died, she established, quote, secret codes for us to recognize when she haunted us. Oh, my God. My sister and I did this when we were little. For me, she agreed to knock glad cups over and, quote, sing me a little song when she was around. Her ghost has broken about five glasses up to this point. (laughs) And every now and then my husband and I, sometimes the guests, will hear her voice humming or singing a little tune. We miss her dearly. As Granny Annie would definitely say, stay sexy. Nicole Gable, you can use my last name. Nicole, I... With all that information you provided, I am sure that your grandmother saw what happened at the funeral home that day and was laughing her ass off. <laughs> I can That's the only reason right? I read it is it sounds like a grandma who thought this was funny. Yes. It wasn't like a precious like church lady grandma. Right. It was all about, you know, whatever. She the was core, about um, us that, yeah. that was funny and and was... <laughs> She probably was like, thank you for making me not look like a raver at my yes. own funeral. And also, it's, I mean, to be honest, it was worse for Nicole and her sister. Yeah. That's a horrible thing to have to experience. It's like the grandma's like, hey, it's over for me. That's a, it's not, you know, I mean, she, it, you were asked to do it. It's not like they were messing around. Or, it, it sounds like know. Granny Annie's last prank on them. Almost, yeah. you know, <laughs> It's it is incredibly fucked up. Though. I, yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing your horrifying story. That's Nicole. right. Uh, having a sense of humor really is a helpful way to get through life. It really it'll help you, um, especially having a sense of humor about your own mouth. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to read you the subject line of this because it gives it away. Hi there. My favorite podcast besties. I've written in before about how a coworker once tried to sell me a gay porno starring her brother. But I was. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you skip the beginning because you're just trying to get yeah, to yeah. what the meat of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you just realize there are gems for you to be to, to be found. It's sometimes fun to be like, "Whoa, I didn't." That was excuse me. <laughs> Hold on. I've written in before about how a coworker once tried to sell me a gay porno starring her brother. But as I was listening to Miniso 226 and heard the story about the kids, I think that's really beautiful that that sister was so proud of her brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and his work. But as I was listening to Miniso 226 and heard the story about the kids who would throw darts at each other uh, <laughs> down the stairs, that person mentioned offhandedly that her dad set off a bomb at the seminary building. This reminded me of a story from my time in high school that, frankly, I can't believe I've forgotten about. Uh. I was a pretty big nerd in high school and spent my junior and senior years in various AP science courses. I was living in a pretty rural farming community. And since most of my classmates only cared about the three F's, football, farming and fucking. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, is that something I missed out on? Like, what's the three F's? I grew up in suburbia. I know. I was like, oh, you mean FFA, the future farmers of. Oh, fucking. (laughs) Our school. (laughs) (laughs) Our school's singular science teacher had to try pretty hard to keep his students engaged. Mm. Or maybe he was trying too hard to be a cool teacher. I'll never know. Some of the quote unquote experiments he had us do in the advanced classes included things like making biofuel out of the cafeteria's waste oil, bringing in jars of our own urine and running tests to see if we could determine which samples he spiked with distilled homemade vodka. Yes, he really (laughs) taught teenagers. (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry. I read I read that wrong in the weirdest way. Read it. 
it's supposed to be bringing in jars of our own urine and running tests to see if we could determine which samples he spiked with mess or distilling homemade vodka. It, it doesn't matter. But I think they meant distilled. Ah. So like, okay, those, the urine, I think, is separate from the vodka. Anyway. Right. Yes, he really taught teenagers how to make their own illegal booze. <laughs> and he made our class a deal about our finals and that uh, he had a surprise planned if enough of us got an A. He was pretty coy about it, but enough of the students passed. So he let us know we were going to blow up an old car. <laughs> this is OK. I was never an AP anything, <laughs> but I heard the stories that the uh, what they got to do and was like, yeah. tried harder. I was never going to make it, but tried harder because they got to do the clearly the coolest shit. Yes. Smart people trying to impress other smart people. (laughs) You want to be in that room. So this was in 2010 and at the height of the Mythbusters popularity and needless to say, we were psyched. He insisted it wouldn't be a proper experiment if we didn't learn how to make the explosives (laughs) explosives ourselves. And I'm going to go ahead and gloss over the specifics, partly for the obvious safety reasons, but mostly because I can't remember (laughs) what I had for dinner last Monday, let alone complicated weaponry schematics I saw for 15 minutes 11 years ago. He found a farmer who'd let us use a dirt field and we all showed up at the at the designated time ready to blow that shit sky high <laughs> or whatever slang my peers used. Did I mention I wasn't cool? Aww. And because he was nothing if not a responsible educator, he called and had the volunteer fire truck and a couple police officers come by to, quote, make sure everything stayed safe. Oh, that's cool. I, <laughs> Yeah, I can only imagine that he sought permission to blow up a car. And the answer was, if we get to watch, then hell yeah. Our teacher set the explosives. We were ushered to a safe distance away, about 50 yards. He hit the button and y'all ever see a campfire that smokes and smolders for a while before igniting? It was like that. No big boom. No debris flying at children standing in the open. (laughs) Just a small fire that the adults let burn for 10 minutes or so and then extinguished. Incredibly anticlimactic. But considering all the ways that event could have gone, this was probably the best possible outcome. (laughs) Anyway, thank you all for putting out this show for all these strangers. And I'll add my voice to the chorus of everyone. thanking you for helping end the stigma around talking about and treating mental health. It's been a rough year, but I did get the opportunity to start therapy inspired by the two of you. I've even started writing a book to help deal with the issues I'm working through. And although I doubt I'll ever publish it, I'm finding the courage to share bits. I'm particularly proud of with my friends. Stay sexy and don't try this at home. Drew. Drew. Uh, that's the first yeah. step. This doesn't have to be the book. The ne- you know, the next one could be the book. You never know. Yeah. And writing is so cathartic. Yes. It's such a there it's so strangely therapeutic itself that yeah. it's a great idea no matter what you do with it. And sharing it with your friends is such a beautiful act. Yeah, that's great. Amazing story. Amazing yeah. teacher. They should all be so <laughs> Of all the stories that we share and the way the directions they've gone, yeah. the fact that it just nothing <laughs> happened is kind of the greatest. I love it. Uh, that was great. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh, my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient 
Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code SPACE80. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com 
slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Okay, this one's called, quote, what the fuck is a meatball marinara gonna help? Hey, y'all. And yes, that subject line is a direct quote. It's a semi-long story, but damn, is it good. Okay, about two years ago, my dear friend from high school moved back to our hometown. She's here nearly a year, and it was fucking wild. One night, we were on FaceTime while I was house-sitting, and she's unpacking her new apartment. While on the call, she slices her thumb with an eyebrow razor. Ooh, I'm concerned, but my friend is oddly calm and just goes, I sliced my thumb. (laughs) Being that I was house-sitting for a nurse, I grabbed supplies and went over to to aid her. In the 10 minutes... 10 minutes it took to commute to her apartment. My friend was purple faced from crying. Oh, and then it says she had talked to her mother, (laughs) wrapped her entire hand into a bloody T-shirt, which was held over her head. And her highly trained ESA therapy dog was barking at at me anytime I left my friend's side. June never barked, so now I was getting shook. We decided we needed to get immediate medical services, but she didn't want to go to the ER. So we get in my car and I come up with the idea of going to the local firehouse. (laughs) After telling my distressed friend, the only keyword she heard was firehouse. And then she screams, what the fuck is a meatball marinara going to help? So I think that their local like bar must have been called the firehouse. Oh, or maybe. Yeah, maybe it's a chain somewhere or like a chain restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coincidentally, the restaurant was also in the direction of the fire station. So I humored her. Once we get to the local PD firehouse, I run in to get help. The night receptionist tells me to go upstairs to the bunks and I could find a fireman. (laughs) Being the middle of the night, the floor was dark and quiet. So I yelled down the hall, making my presence known, Uh, which worked because a fireman and his boxers comes out to investigate. Without making eye contact, I told him about my friend and her thumb downstairs, and he said he'd meet us in the bay. Several other firemen join us down there to help bandage my friend and make her laugh. Best part, we didn't have the ER hassle or bill. Honestly, they didn't even ask for our names and gave us supplies for aftercare. Bonus, our moms were super proud of us individually for quick thinking to utilize the fire station over the ER. Of all the memories we made that year, she lived in our hometown. That one holds high rank. I took a photo of my girl and the fireman, but I'm pissed I didn't get her bare feet in the pic. (laughs) Stay sexy and mind your brow razors, lady. Olivia from Georgia. That is hilariously. We can't be encouraging people just to go straight to the fire department. And also, I love that she said the phrase night receptionist. That was a fireman who was sitting there. And he sees two girls come into the firehouse in the middle of the night and sends them upstairs, which in in the plus 30 years my dad was in the San Francisco Fire Department, uh, you were not allowed to go upstairs. No way. That wasn't a thing that you could do. So that quote unquote night receptionist was just a bro fireman being like, oh, why don't you go up to where they're all in their boxers right now? Oh, <laughs> Either he was pranking her or he was pranking the other firefighters. I think he was pranking everybody at one time where he's like, this is not a life threatening injury. We're going to have a little bit of sexy, sexy fun tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's my judgment. I from afar. think you're right.
But if anybody gets married from that group of people, that's what I was saying. It's like I dated him for a few years <laughs> and it's a lovely story. <laughs> um, OK. This is a, my final story. It's funny. But we're entering into a scatological area that we normally <gasps> never do. And I do not encourage, nor do I want to read further stories. No. But this one's sneaking through because it's funny. Okay. No, we are. This is the one time we're like, not like, send us stories of your. No, no. Uh-uh. We don't want to hear we it. We all have them. I'm sure there's a podcast for that. And this is not <laughs> it. Be- <laughs> I think Shona Ray had a shit your pants podcast. Plenty of scatological content out there yeah. for you to. Uh, peruse and download onto your phone (laughs) okay so this says hometown embarrassing story hello so happy you're taking embarrassing stories now as this one is my favorite ever and that's a favorite with a you so i think we're talking to some some sort of brit or canadian oh when we were about 16 my best friend was having work done on her house it's a victorian house split over three floors with her room in the bathroom at the top She left for school in the morning and her dad reminded her that work was being done on her bathroom and not to use it. Mm -hmm. And well and good. But come four o'clock on the return home from school, there was nothing on my friend's mind apart from evacuating her bell. Oh, oh, (laughs) deed done. She flushes the toilet and immediately hears her dad running up the stairs shouting, no, Shortly after, she hears one of the very scouse, which I don't know what that means. I've never read that word before. Uh, Very scouse builders shout, what the fuck? It's a flying turd. Ah! Oh, and it says, sorry, Karen, do your best scouse Liverpudlian accent. Honey, I don't have one of those. (laughs) We don't got Liverpool in our vernacular. (laughs) What are you you talking about? (laughs) Scouse is hot. I'm guessing scout is hot. Scouse is hottie. I think Scouse must be a word for that accent. Oh, you know what? okay. I were asking hot. Liverpool murderinos, please, please educate us. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the builders had taken off the waste pipe to the bathroom and therefore, instead of flushing harmlessly away, her poo, her poo flew out at high speed and hit the scaffolding, literally covering the builders in a shower of shit. Needless to say, my friend was mortified and spent the rest of the time the builders were working, trying to avoid ever seeing them. I would literally crawl out a back window and never go back to that house. Uh-uh. I, I would blame it on my dad, first and foremost. <laughs> He was with them. It didn't put one of the apprentices off, though, and he still asked dad <gasps> for her number. Oh, hell Uh-oh. yeah. Oh, it's, uh, seven red flags. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. I was like, <laughs> romantic. He knows everything. He, and he's still like, no, it's not romantic that. or very specific in terms of interest. That's right. Hope you enjoyed the story. If I ever want to cheer myself up. I think of it for a giggle. (laughs) Both my friend and I have been doctors working at the NHS during the pandemic, and we've definitely needed lighthearted stories and your podcast to help us through. Stay sexy and get your fucking vaccine tea. Awesome tea. Way to end it. We support you and thank you for your work. (laughs) That girl got a date out of it. You just don't know. You just don't know if you if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> you can make it anywhere in Liverpool. It's <laughs> the Liverpool hello, right? That's what we. There's the Manchester goodbye, and there's the Liverpool hello. And I personally would rather have a Liverpool hello than get head butted or head butt someone. 
You would rather have shit spray on you. Than be the recipient of a headbutt? Yes. Shit. This is a hard one. Yeah. This is one of life's great questions. (laughs) Would you rather? Yeah. (laughs) Would would you rather, but they're not like weird, obscure ones. They're actual things that have happened to people. I would 1000% rather get a headbutt than have someone's shit on me. I don't think it's a contest in any way. What can be washed off? I just a love of memory. Yes, of it. you might get a concussion. Yes, that's that's worse <laughs> yeah, than it, shit. What if it's anywhere near your nose? No, it isn't. Oh, the no. shit or the head, the broken nose. Wow. I'm firmly on the side of that the shit is the worst thing. Well, this is why this is the only letter that's ever passed the muster of shit is because it actually like started a conversation around the world. We're actually starting an important and highly intellectual conversation about headbutts and shitting. The shitting part, if you get it on you, is okay if you're vaccined. If you're incorrect. <laughs> no, you'll be literally spitting for the rest of your life and like hallucinating it. And oh, my God. Can I tell Disgusting. you a secret? And this again Uh-oh. is not it's not shit. It's this is again not called for what super quick. A bunch of people listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be a secret. <laughs> OK, uh, I don't, you know, I don't you know, I don't care. You do not care. I was on like uh, one of the rides, like open air rides at Disneyland with like on a date with a boy. And I was like 19. Yep. Your head in your hand is correct already. <laughs> and like a kid on the roller coaster in front of us throws up <gasps> every one of us behind him which were there were a lot of us get splattered with the most toxic smelling vomit uh, i've ever just hot dog hot, hot dog hot dog and... everything you can imagine at fucking mm. the best corn dogs you've ever had by the way the secret <laughs> corn dog cart tell me t- truly okay and then the ride went on for another what felt like 10 minutes and we're all just sitting there at the end <laughs> And then we went to the front desk, you know, or like the office and we're like, what do we do? And they're like, we'll just give you some free clothes and you can enjoy the rest of your day. And we were like, that's not what we want to do. It's in my bra. Yeah, no. <laughs> do you have any mini Mouse bras back there? Because that's right. There's, I bet you don't. And the smell is inside. And so like he and I had to like walk to our car, take off all our clothes before we get in. We still dated for like. That man years. was Vince Averill. <laughs> <laughs> that locked it for the two of you. You, if you can make it through this, you can make it through anything. Oh, truly, truly. Shit. That's it was rough. We drove home in silence of horror. Oh. Yeah, the end. I mean, you think about there's people have stories like that where like the date was going great and then oh. and it's a thing that's outside of your control yeah. or anything. And then that's just that for you and that person. We've come that's to a conclusion. We've come to a great yeah. place, which is send us your hor- date horror stories. Date horror stories that could that ended what could have been the greatest love of all. Oh, oh. and or were those are fine, too. Any, I love the ones that we read that are like, and we've been married for 16 years. I love those. <laughs> yes. Getting together under the worst circumstances. That's right. And that's how you do. Yeah. Come yes. to the rescue stories. Yeah. Okay. Well, another great, another great installment of, uh, of the mini. So thank you so much yeah. for writing those in yeah. and for being a part of it. If you want more, we, we have it. many, many episodes now over on the fan cult. Uh, fan cult exclusive stories they're all great send doors in on the forum stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye Goodbye. elvis do you want a cookie 
Hi, I'm Dr. Dan, host of Parent Footprint with Dr. Dan, a new podcast on Exactly Right. I'm a psychologist, author, and father, and I know the key to raising healthy and engaged kids is for us parents to seek the same in our own lives while striving to be the best versions of ourselves every day. Parent Footprint with Dr. Dan will give you the tools and inspiration to make the world a more loving, accepting, and compassionate place, one parent, one child, and one person at a time. Every Thursday, you will hear honest conversations about being human and contributing to the world in positive ways. Listeners will find hope that they can be the person they want to be while feeling connected to others on similar journeys. Some of our most popular show topics include mental health, overcoming anxiety, and increasing resilience. Tune in to hear interviews with exciting guests, including international parenting expert, Dr. Tina Payne Bryson, best-selling authors, KJ Delantonia and Jessica Leahy, neurodiverse advocate, Jonathan Mooney, and exploding unicorn, one of the most popular and hilarious dads on social media, James Breakwell. Be sure to listen to the network premiere of Parent Footprint with Dr. Dan on Thursday, June 17th on Exactly Right with special guest Georgia Hardstart, co-host of My Favorite Murder, just in time for Father's Day. Subscribe now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen, and please rate and review if you like what you hear. Follow us at, at Parent Footprint Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and on Twitter at Dr. Dan Peters. And finally, I will leave you with the guiding question I ask myself every day. What footprint do you want to leave?